We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Dateable Podcast, a show all about modern dating, modern romance, modern love, and how people sometimes can fuck up all of it. But we're here to help you navigate through it all. That is our mission in life. Someone asked me the other day, what's your mission with the Dateable Podcast? And I said, it's to help people fuck up less. Hey, you know, I mean, a lot of things come down to that, right? If you look at dating, it doesn't have to be as hard as it is a lot of the times. A lot of times it's our own self getting in our own way. We're always getting in our own way. And that is why our Finding Your Person program is there to help you get out of your own way. We created this program because we kept seeing the same patterns of behavior with every person we talked to who was having Mm -hmm. a hard time. They were stuck 
in their dating life, and we know exactly why they were getting stuck. That's why we created this program because the better people can get at dating,、mm-hmm. the better our experience will be. Absolutely, I think it's interesting because it it really did take us doing this for five years. I think to get to the、Absolutely. point. I definitely mentioned this on an episode we did with Marty Batista back in the day. I think it was、mm-hmm. like season nine or ten. I forget exactly where it was, but she actually was influential for my dating journey.、Yep. Back in the day, she sent a, a USB scan drive in the mail. That's how I received it. This was so long ago, but. It was the core was you know similar like you know breaking through what are the patterns and then also like how to use the tools at your disposal and honestly so much has even changed since then but I felt like doing something that like forced me to sit down and kind of get out of my comfort zone a little、mm-hmm. and I think having that program at the time was so instrumental and I'm really excited that we can do something similar I kind of feel like we're like giving back all these years later yeah but you know it's a totally different twist it's completely different. I mean, honestly, so much has changed even in those short years. So much. Well, first of all, it's not on USB; it's all online. <laughs> <laughs> right there, there's the change、one. in itself. It's、yeah. How it's delivered. But people have asked, what is involved? If you're、mm-hmm. on the fence about this program, totally understand. And、yeah. we launched this with pre-early early bird on Saturday,、mm-hmm. and then we release early bird on Sunday. And spots were filling up fast, so we know that people want this information. If you're on the fence, you want to know what's involved. Involved. Here it is. It's delivered in audio format because that's what we do best. <laughs> audio. It's almost eight hours of material, really depending on how fast you go through the、mm-hmm. through the sessions. But you do you. Pace yourself. With each session comes an accompanying interactive workbook, so you can、mm-hmm. keep track. It's almost like journaling. Get all your thoughts out there, but also organized.、Mm-hmm. And we have a shit ton of bonus material, which includes live sessions with Julie and I. We also have this secret group that we pull you into. We have all this、uh, dating setback toolbox <laughs> kit, basically for any time you get ghosted or any of the douchebag behavior,、mm-hmm. you just refer back to that dating profile a, checklist. The dating、yep. <laughs> profile checklist is our number one seller when we were doing coaching. It is. Everything you need to go through if you're trying to figure out how to have the best profile line. What、mm-hmm. should you put in your bio? How your photos should be? All of that. How you should be presenting yourself、mm-hmm. online. It's all there, and it's extremely comprehensive. So that's just the gist of what just what a funny word. That's just a gist <laughs> of what you're getting with the、Sounds、finding. Sounds kind of dirty. Your, it does, right? <laughs> I don't know why I've never thought about that till just now. <laughs> Like the gist, the gist, gist, juicy, same thing, <laughs> same thing. But with the program, it that is just a part of what you'll be getting. But there's also just so much more.、Mm-hmm. Julie and I have gone through this by ourselves because we wanted to test it out.、Mm-hmm. It truly worked for us. It has worked for. Some of our other members as、mm-hmm. well that unknowingly was part of our experiment <laughs> of testing out what we call the positive refact method. It's a、mm-hmm. proprietary method that we've developed in the last five years. Yeah, and I think that was the big piece is that we、mm. knew that people tended to reflect so much that they never did anything. It was、yeah. like the state of purgatory. It was like just how do I become the best version of me and all that, and that's great. But there needs to be a point where some action comes in. 
it. Yes. And then we saw others just repeating the same things over and over again, or getting fed up by apps, for instance, and Mm -hmm. just repeating, uninstalling, reinstalling, uninstalling, reinstalling. And it's like the definition of insanity. So I think like for us, we really wanted to kind of figure out a way that we blend those two also with positivity, because we know that that's a key factor of just how do you maintain the positivity throughout this whole thing? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, dating is tough. Like no one's going to deny that. And I think like we'd be kind of ignorant to say that it's there's even doing this program, there's not going to be like any downs within it. But it's like, how do you get through it? How do you like maintain that positivity? So you don't kind of give up hope. And you know, the next person could be right around the corner. This may sound really morbid, but someone told me this recently. And I was like, yes, when you're on your deathbed, you're not thinking about your career accomplishments, how much money you made, the house that you lived in. Your last thoughts are always the human connections that you made in your lifetime and the most meaningful connections. And this is why we're putting so much emphasis on this program, because finding your person, whatever that may mean to you, is going to be one of the most important, impactful Mm -hmm. decisions of your life and arguably maybe the most impactful. So it is so important for us to get this information out there to you all and to have you try this out because it worked for us. Yeah, I love the Sheryl Sandberg quote from Lean In that was like the most important indicator of success in your career is your partner. Because ultimately, like there's, you know, like your day-to-day happiness, if you're with the right person, you can be so happy. And if you're with the wrong person, it can be the complete opposite. Like there's studies that are single people are actually kind of in the middle. Like Mm. the happiest people are people that are in happy, healthy relationships and marriages. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a bad relationship or a situationship or bad string of dates, whatever that may be, that's the area that's the most concerned almost. So it is. So it's like who you pick is so important. And knowing like what matters to you and knowing like when to even walk away is important in this process, because that always makes room for the right person. So we're going to go into all Mm -hmm. of that. I think another revelation I've had over the last year with our Facebook group is that I, I think I've used dating apps completely different than everyone else in that group. And I'm really excited to share some of the secrets and some of the tools that we've done that haven't made it as freaking painful and actually brought real relationships from dating apps. So I think like there's so much opportunity there. And I'm really excited to share that piece specifically. And to make dating fun. That's yes, what it's tended yes. to be. You're, you're trying to find a partner. That should be a fun thing. It shouldn't feel like you're doing your chores. No, ever. no. It's so funny how like the words that are used to describe dating and you know, I like the reflection too of you meeting your partner IRL and Mm -hmm. years later after meeting each other. I think that's so interesting that we bring that perspective with like myself meeting people more primarily on dating apps. Yep. Yep. When you're being prepped to meet someone you're meant to meet, you're going to meet them somehow. Mm -hmm. And you just got to use every avenue because you never know when that person's going to turn the corner. You're like, there you are. (laughs) I've been prepping myself for you and you have been doing the same. How nice. And we announced this yesterday. We are actually hitting the upper limit of the people that we can have in the program. Mm -hmm. So we're actually going to be closing registration early, unfortunately. So you have until Friday at midnight PST. So definitely head to findingyourperson.com and grab 
grab your spot. Yes. It is like all warm and jittery talking about this, though. It's so nice. Yeah, because if we can bring that kind of happiness to everyone, that kind of wholeness in Mm -hmm. a way, it it would just, I think we can just be so fulfilled in what we do because that's our purpose with Datable. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I mean, I shared this in the Facebook group, but like this reflection of, I mean, I definitely was happy single. Like, I don't think I wasn't happy single. I don't think I realized like the level of happiness that I could obtain with the right person. Yeah, that is also related to this episode because Mm -hmm. in our program, we talk about building confidence. And for this episode, we are interviewing the queen of confidence. (laughs) Yes. We're talking to Serena fucking Kerrigan. Has not legally changed her name, but she really should. But she is all about being unapologetically confident in who you Mm -hmm. are and kind of that take it or leave it mentality, which I love. It's so badass. Absolutely. Like as we're on the topic of mindset, I feel like she is such a good example of someone that, you know, completely shifts her mindset. And I think it's going to be really fun to build on this episode too in the program for whoever is in it with actual exercises and ways to do that because Mm -hmm. she demonstrates firsthand how important that is. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like the North Star of confidence and then in our program we show you the steps yeah. to achieve that north star because there's no way any of us can wake up tomorrow and be serena fucking kerrigan but we can all aspire to be her in the future <laughs> yes yes we can love her love this episode uh, she is just a firecracker. She I mean, really is. <laughs> she's in my head every day. I just hear her voice. Like, I know. And you all might know her. She did an Instagram dating show called Let's Fucking Date. And I feel like that's, we got a lot of people sending us messages being like, you need to check this out yeah. with what this woman is doing because it's it hasn't been done before. And I mean, I, I love thinking about it too. It's like, just picture everyone's on their own dating show. Every yeah. time you're swiping, it's a dating show just for you where you're the star. It's so empowering. It is absolutely empowering. Speaking of being on your own dating show, this is kind of related, Julie, but you know, just stay with me because you know how I get, is I was at a friend's house recently. He's recently single. I'm going to shout him out right now. His name is Ben. Very eligible bachelor. Ooh. And I was thinking about bringing some single girls over just to hang out, you know, not like matchmaking. Also, just to check up on him and see if he's doing well. And he, he's been on this reflection path recently. Okay. That's what happens after a breakup, right? Oh, you reflect. Totally. And you're like, what did I do wrong? What could have been better? And he says something so provocative. And I wanted, I said, I'm going to share this on Datable because <laughs> he's a runner. Okay. And he, at any given time when you're running there's other people running on the on the path and you sometimes a lot of us get very judgmental you know we're like why is this person running so fast or why are they running so slow and why do they look like they're running kind of funny and he experienced this recently because he was trying to do a long distance run and his friend was making fun of him because he was paced so slow And he said, this is how dating is. You never know where someone is on their journey Mm -mm. and you can't judge them for that snapshot in time because you don't know if they're on this 20 mile uh, marathon run or it's a two mile sprint or they are recovering from an injury Mm -hmm. or they're just starting to run. You don't know and you cannot say anything about just a snapshot. And that's what online dating sometimes is. We get a snapshot of someone's life. You never know what someone's going through and what journey, what their journey is like. So he was saying how that helped him create more 
empathy towards, Mm -hmm. you know, getting back out there and dating again. Absolutely. I think that's such a good way to put it because, I mean, even, you know, as you're getting to know another human being, like there's been in some cases like 30 plus years that they've lived a life before you've gotten to know them. And it's such a fascinating thing of just two people coming together. And I think it's like finding the right person is, you know, First of all, finding them, but then also navigating through it when it's actually once you found the person. I feel like yeah. that's like step one. And then the step two is how do you actually get through it with them? And like long term, is this the right person? And that's yeah. why, you know, sometimes like relationships can ebb and flow. Like sometimes I don't know how long they were together. Seven for- years. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, those are the things, though. And it's like hard. It's sometimes easy to think that it failed or there's something happened right Mm -hmm. and it's like back to the drawing board but some of that is just an evolution and that's the reality of it it's always a gamble yeah you either evolve together or you evolve apart that's just the truth of relationships Mm -hmm. we all have to deal with but at least if you create a strong foundation you can take that with you anywhere exactly i think that is the key is that you need the confidence of knowing that even if things don't work out you're going to be okay and like to get back out there and like keep on your journey kind of thing keep trucking keep trucking along and we're going to keep trucking along we have a question that yes. is related to today's episode <laughs> the word narcissism has been thrown around a lot on our show because people oh are God, yeah. always curious, am I dating a narcissist? You know, like people always think they're dating a narcissist. So the question is, how can you tell if someone you're dating is a narcissist or just confident? <laughs> It's a great I, question. I do feel like we get questions about narcissists all the time. All the time. We'll get upset to us. There's probably at least one a day in the Facebook group. It's like the buzzword of 2020. Because it's it places the blame on the other person. Yeah. And then if things don't go well, you just kind of think, oh, it's because they're a narcissist. So it wasn't my fault. I think a major difference between someone who's confident and someone who's a narcissist is how you feel around them. A narcissist will make you feel so little and unimportant and irrelevant. Mm -hmm. But someone who's confident wants to bring you up as well. Confident people want to influence the people around them. They want to lift as they rise. Narcissistic people tend to step on others to make themselves feel more important. And some other definitions of narcissism are people who have an inflated sense of Mm self-importance, who believe that they're superior to others, who are extremely judgmental, and people who are overly critical of others because that's exactly the definition of stepping on others to bring themselves up. Mm -hmm. Now, I can see how the two can be similar in the fact that both people can be very solid in their presence. They can probably make a presence when they come into a room. They have a commanding vibe about them and they seem to know exactly who they are. But I would argue narcissistic people are still very lost in their Mm self-identity, but they deflect by commenting and criticizing other people's journeys so that there's no focus on how lost they are. Confident people are just They're more humble about the fact that I may still be a little lost, but I'm confident in knowing that and telling people about it. 
I think another big piece of it too is, you know, gaslighting always comes with narcissism. So if someone says something, and I think conflict's a good way to be able to spot the difference between someone confident and someone narcissistic or whatever your definition of narcissistic is, I think how they react to you bringing something up tells all. If they Mm -hmm. gaslight you and say, oh, you're being stupid by thinking this or it's no big deal, kind of like belittling it versus being like, oh, I didn't realize this impacted you this way. That could take the same statement that whatever was made, one way is more narcissistic and one way is more confidence. I think the other thing too, it's like confidence. Sometimes we're, I love in this episode, we're going to go into it, but sometimes confidence, you think they have to be like loud and the like boisterous person, like, you know, command the room. And I think there is something called quiet confidence that makes it clear that, you know, this is, this is who I am. This mm-hmm. is what I need. This is what makes me happy. This is what I can offer. I think all of that is very different than someone that's braggy or self-important. Yes. So I think looking at how that confidence shows up, and it may not be what you like consider quote unquote confidence, the definition that we've been told all these years, but someone that has that silent confidence can be just as confident, if, confident, if not more confident than the loudest person. Yeah, you don't need to prove yourself. If you have to ask this question, is the person I'm dating confident or narcissist? I would say you're dating the wrong person because they're yeah. making you feel belittled in some way. I do think, though, we we did talk to Dr. I, Dr. Diane on one of our past episodes of Love Bombing, and she said that only 1% of the population was a true narcissist. Yep. So I think, yes, it's a red flag if they're not making you feel a certain way. But I think before we jump and label a narcissist, maybe it is having those conversations and seeing what the reaction is. And if the reaction isn't what you thought, maybe they're just an asshole. I think she had a game like, are they an, <laughs> a- a nar- Narcissist or are they just an asshole? They're like your friend was saying with the, you know, the running analogy, like we don't know where any of these people are on their journey. Maybe they're not aware of how they're coming off, or maybe mm-hmm. they are fully aware of it. I think that's what you need to that's the discovery that needs to happen as you're going through this stuff. Mm, yeah, good point. Okay, so shall we get into some announcements? I mean, we had a big one. (laughs) The card is now open, findingyourperson.com. We definitely want you to get in there before the spots are taken. Kind of time is at the essence. This will only be available through the end of the week. And we're already hitting the upper limit of the amount of people we can put in the program. So definitely time is of the essence. If this has been something that's been floating, there is payment plan options too. So there's definitely many ways to go about doing this if this is something that you feel like would, you know, help you in life. Yes, get in on it. And we really appreciate all the DMs you've been sending with your questions. So if you have questions, feel free to do that. Find us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast. We'd be happy to answer any concerns, questions that you have. Awesome. Um, Other kind of announcements is Follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast. <laughs> Good segue to that. And then find us on Love in the Time of Corona by the Dateable Podcast on our public Facebook group. This will not be the same group that you're put into for uh, finding your person. We did have a question about that. So that is our public group. As long as you identify yourself and we think that you're a legit person, you will be allowed into that. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a question. Are you a confident or a narcissist? That's a trick question to see how self-aware 
where you are. Yes, we'll add that one. Okay, cool. Let's do a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We at Datable are huge fans of therapy, and BetterHelp can match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. Me, for example, I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours. It was so quick. Now, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Their licensed professionals specialize in everything from dating trauma, stress, anxiety, trauma with a big T, uh, depression, grief, you name it, they have someone who's an expert in that. We at Dateable wish for all of you to live a happy, healthy life. And that's why as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp spelled H-E-L-P dot Okay, let's hear it for Serena fucking Kerrigan. And we are so excited to have you with with us, Serena fucking Kerrigan, which, by the way, (laughs) I thought I had a great middle name. And I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if you could actually name yourself. With a swear word, and it is completely legal. You can name yourself whatever you want. So you could technically have your middle name be fucking. Did you know that, Serena? I I do know that, but I you know it's (laughs) it's a stage name, okay? (laughs) But this isn't your legal name, right? I mean, it could be. I think it should be. My middle name is Yosemite because I made that shit up when I got naturalized. So I was like, change it up. Change it up like it's hair, you know, just like every season. Change up your middle name to a different swear word. 
honestly, like I used to just really introduce myself that with like that with such vigor and confidence that everyone believed me when I started doing it <laughs> when I was 18 that I just don't even like why go through the paperwork? Like honestly, I don't yeah. need to. Like it's just like people know. Well, that is why you're the queen of confidence, because if you own it, then people will believe you. And they're like, of course, of course, that's her middle name. And who is Serena fucking Kerrigan? She is 27 years old. She lives in New York, born and raised, been there her whole life. And she's currently hooking up and having fun, single, actively going on dates. She is the host of the viral dating show, Let's Fucking Date on Instagram, creator of two dating card games, confidence coach, appeared on MTV's Siesta Key, and she's a sex positive content creator. Woo! It's a mouthful. Welcome. We're so happy to have you, Serena. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And and let's get started. Let's get started. How, <laughs> you are, you know, you are the queen of confidence and we can feel that from the get-go. Were you always this confident or was this something that you had to teach yourself? I think everyone's born with confidence, truly. Like, I think if you think about, you know, you on the playground and a kid pushing you and you know, then you get up and you kind of forget about it. I think that it's really one we're in our, you know, middle school, pre-teens, that we start to have the self-awareness of who we are in the world that we live in. And I think women especially are, you know, they don't feel pretty enough, thin enough, smart enough. And that's when we start to lose our confidence. And so yes, like any young female, um, I was extremely insecure. But it was when I was, you know, 18, I was at a school in college far away from my home. And I really saw an opportunity to reinvent myself and mm. to reclaim who I was. And that was by changing my male name to fucking, which really was a dialogue <laughs> mm -hmm. of puffing myself up, hyping myself up and nurturing the relationship with myself, which is ultimately what you do to be confident. Yeah, I feel like you hear people that say just be confident. And it's like one of those easier said than done. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? The worst advice I've literally ever heard like yeah. ever like no so yeah. what do you tell people like what are some like actionable ways to bring that confidence so all you need is a reflective surface it could be a mirror it could be um, a puddle on the fucking sidewalk it could literally just be anything where you see your own image and the way to do it I don't really like the whole concept of like affirmations like just like love yourself just be confident like didn't work for me like I'm very real and edgy so I was like no I'm gonna look at myself in the mirror and treat myself like my best fucking friend. And what would I say to my best friend if she walked into the room and looked fucking amazing? I'd be like, you look so fucking hot. What would I say to my best friend if she got ghosted by a guy? I'd be like, fuck that guy. We only date guys that are obsessed with us. What would I say to my friend if she thought she messed up a job interview? I'd be like, don't worry. There's going to be many more interviews in your life and the right one will work out, right? So that exact hyping up, nurturing that we do with every single person in our life that we love, we literally do not do it to ourselves. And so my entire brand is about being open, honest, and literally just just seeing that person in the mirror as your best friend versus seeing it as you like literally just seeing it as almost as someone else and that literally mind fucks you into loving yourself I mean I just grabbed my mirror and I was like scared to look at myself in the mirror because it's <laughs> very fucking close to me but at the same time when I I feel like when I look in the mirror all I see is just criticism of myself mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people are like this you're looking at where are my pores the biggest what why do I look so tired today but then I feel like if I do look in the mirror it's like damn 
damn, I look fucking good. I feel vain. So what is that line between loving yourself unapologetically and just being so into yourself? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we never speak badly about ourselves ever. You're allowed to feel something. You're allowed to feel bloated or you're allowed to feel like your skin's a little dry because feelings go away. But when you say statements like I am this, I am not good enough. I'm not beautiful. I am, you know, whatever it be. That is when you decide literally who you are. And so you write the narrative of your life. In terms of this whole concept of women being vain or arrogant when they speak highly about themselves, that is truly misogynistic because confidence is being like on top of a mountain and you feel so good on top of that mountain and you want everyone else who's not on that mountain to come up with you because the view is so good. Mm -hmm. But when you're not on that mountain and you're really low and you start saying things like, I'm so hot, but you're not. Why are you doing that? Because for you to climb up that mountain, you have to push people down, right? That is the difference between arrogance and confidence mm. it's the difference between being cocky and confident that confident people want you to be confident with them they'll be like mm. i love the shirt that i'm wearing and i, I love the shirts that you guys are wearing too we are mm. so fucking hot we're the hottest people in the podcast <laughs> that is we really are <laughs> but arrogance, would, arrogance would be like we are so fucking hot and everyone else is disgusting right that right why, 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 why can't everyone be hot like, why is it that we have to push people down to lift ourselves up? And I think that the reason why my brand, you know, resonates with people and has taken off is because I'm not afraid. Like, I'm also not afraid of what people think. If people really right. don't want to take the time to get to know me. And by the way, like changing my mind to fucking forget it. People always have this. The number one thing I get all the time is like, I thought this about you, but now I'm like, you're so amazing. You're so cool. And you're so nice and soft and gentle. I'm like, yeah, because SFK is for me, but it's not putting any anyone else down. You know, like I don't want to be around people that are negative. I just want to lift everyone up because I just don't think you can be truly happy until you love yourself. I love this like alternative persona that like helped you get there. Mm-hmm. Like how did you view this? Like was this kind of like one day you suddenly became SFK and at the beginning it was like a distant person? Like, how did you evolve oh into who you are? <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was so fun. It, like, it really became a character. Like, I literally, she was a character. She's, like, this larger-than-life bitch. Like, she literally, like, her red carpet is, like, the sidewalk is her red carpet. Like, she's in a ball gown. She's in a pool in the Hamptons. Like, she was just, like, really just character. I honestly built on social media, on Instagram, because I am artistic, and I, I loved almost writing for her in a way. I've been writing films mm. since I was 15. So mm-hmm. it was just this fun thing. And, and I was her in situations that I wasn't necessarily very confident in. And so it became kind of a crutch for me. Like if I was in a new group of people, I'd be like, I'm Serena fucking care again. And they'd be like, whoa, Mm. right? But it would make me feel so good. So I think that ultimately over time, I was able to actually really separate the character from me. And I tap into her all the time, but like, I don't need her to like, you know, speak in front of a group of people anymore. Like I'm just Serena and SFK is kind of like on my shoulder. Just Mm. just like armor that I Right. It's like Beyonce. Sasha Fierce, Lady Gaga. All of them, of course. You know, so it's it's that it's that persona you put on where you're like, I'm a bad fucking bitch. Don't you forget it. Well, I like it when it doesn't come natural. Like what UA was saying, like, I feel arrogant saying this. So it's like, no, it's actually SFK saying it. And then eventually you get to be like, no, I believe it too. But also like, it's not like we've been taught so many things about ourselves that are untrue. Like you saying like, I'm a bad bitch. I have an amazing podcast. Why is that arrogant? We have a really hard time saying that, by the way. So (laughs) we could could really use this. We're going to do it now. Okay, Okay? let's do it now. Let's do it now. (laughs) I need some 
SFK in my life. You were never allowed to speak badly about yourself. Seriously. Because like I, everything I wanted is because I've just said like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to make this happen. And if it bothers someone, why? Why do people were so get their panties in a twist for lack of a better term? When I like changed my mailing to fucking people were so, some people were so offended by that. I'm like, why is an empowered woman changing her mailing? Why does it affect you? Right. Why does it bother you? That That's a problem. I'm not doing anything offensive. Sure, it's a curse word, but it's not. I'm reclaiming the word as my own as one of empowerment. And I'm telling you, agents, managers, brands, boyfriends, exes, fuckers, lovers, whatever, all told me get rid of it. And I said, no, because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good and it doesn't make anyone else feel bad. And I think that over time, everyone was like, damn, you're right. Like, it's an amazing name. Like, done. Like, right. we get it. Well, it's staying true to yourself and owning it. A hundred percent. And also, it's just like, like, I can't stress this enough. Like, you literally decide your reality in life. Like, you literally write the narrative. You are the writer, director, producer of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you literally write the character of who you are, the po- your podcast, not so great a podcast, sucks though, then that's that's what's happening. Right, but you're right. like, the best podcast in the game, like, you know, run by two incredible women, blah, 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 that's what everyone's going to start to believe. Right. Well, I mean, everything you're saying clearly impacts all aspects of life. But cl- everything. This is, a, this is a dating podcast, and we think confidence so directly relates to dating, which is why we wanted you on the show. Like, why do you think it's so essential, especially in your love life? It really spills into everything. And like, that's why, like, like if anyone who's listening to this, like, take one thing away from today, it's talk to yourself in the mirror. Like, that is the <laughs> golden fucking rule. And if I, you know, I coached like 150 women during the pandemic, and something that came up a lot was like, it's just like weird. It's like uncomfortable. It's like you've done so many things that are so much more. Like I got an IUD put inside of me. Okay. Like <laughs> that was weird and uncomfortable. Okay. Like you can fucking look at yourself in the mirror and say, I got you. I love you. I'm here yeah. for you. Okay. But I think it really relates to dating because if you don't love yourself, like you will just ultimately settle for less than. And that is with everything. That is with a job. That is with a friendship. But that is also ultimately, and I know that, you know, dating is a big, big thing. It's with dating as well. I just noticed that if I didn't love myself, I would equate so much of my validation with someone else. If someone wanted to fuck me, then all of a sudden I felt beautiful. And if they mm. didn't, my self-esteem was shot. So I would be accepting, you know, advances from guys not worth my time, crying mm. over men that literally like, I can't even remember their name right. because I was putting so much of my value in their acceptance of me. When you start to love yourself and you feel value through yourself, through your work, through your finances, making your own money, you don't need that. If someone rejects you, it doesn't all of a sudden reconfirm this negative idea you have about yourself because you have a great idea about yourself right Right. like rejection kind of ceases to exist because it's like oh i only want to be with someone that wants to be with me that thinks i'm the best fucking person out there i'm gonna start using it all the time now (laughs) yes i don't believe in rejection i just believe it's the unit and it's really it's a it's a a true training that you need to have but like when someone rejects me or ghosts me or breaks up with me i really have trained myself to be like and i'm very sensitive i'm like aries cancer cancer like don't get me wrong I'll do a day of crying but one day that's it (laughs) but I tell myself this is the universe being like no bitch hold my wine I'm redirecting you to something better holds my wine really it sucks and then literally eventually you realize you look back and you're like of course that's why we broke up oh my god he goes to me apparently he goes like every girl he's ever met thank god he didn't go to me when we're like you know have a house and kids together right Right. you really ultimately just have to see rejection as like it's okay there's something better and also like not take it personal like I did a dating show during the pandemic I dated mm-hmm. 50 men over the course of one year. Incredible. 
like experience. And I didn't end up with any of them. By the way, I'm friends with so many of them. I've kept in touch with them. I've met them in real life after the pandemic dwindled for a minute. (laughs) And so there's nothing wrong with those men. They just weren't for me. Mm -hmm. I think that when women get rejected, they're like, something's wrong with me. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. It confirms everything that all of these insecurities they've had. But no, they just don't like you that much. But that has everything to do with them, not with you. I do want to talk about the show because it's so interesting. But I can already hear some of our listeners saying, I am confident. I exude confidence. But that intimidates people so that I feel like I have less choices out there because people are scared to approach me. They're scared to date me. What would you say to them? I would say, um, do you want to date someone insecure? (laughs) Right. So thank God the choices are limited, right? Right. Like I think the one thing with dating is that we actually have too many choices and Mm -hmm. that is very overwhelming that there's just speaking a never honestly swipe. So if you're making your pool smaller, then go you. And if you're making it smaller because you're being true to who you are and you're a strong, independent woman, for example, and it makes, you know, someone insecure, then like, that's just like literally not your problem and also not someone you want to be with. But I also obviously have this issue a lot and I wouldn't even call it an issue. I, it comes up a lot. And I also feel like because my social media is this persona mm-hmm. and I've had this actually happen really recently. I went on a couple of dates with a guy and he said like, I loved getting to know you for you before I like looked at your social because it's, it's uh. just different version of you and I'm like of course that's my job I'm not here overlooking your fucking computer looking at stocks and bonds while seeing like how you talk on a zoom (laughs) you know like I mean like it's pretty unfair like you get to see my job in its entirety and if you can't handle that and you can't see that it's to a persona versus me then then you're literally just not for me right but I will say that like recently I've been kind of seeing it's not going to go anywhere I don't think but I've been kind of (laughs) 32 year old right so first I was seeing a 27 year old then I was seeing his 32 year old the difference in age was astounding like truly Mm -hmm. like I don't think age equates to maturity but I do think life experience does and I do Mm -hmm. think that heterosexual men tend to become more mature when they're older yeah I just noticed such a difference how he said like I've dated like you know women that are like a little more submissive you know my whole life or like you know just like aren't as go-getter and out there and like I love that you are you and and they weren't intimidated yes Mm -hmm. because they exist those guys exist out there I mean those women exist out there too but it is about dwindling down the dating pool so that you can have someone who can match your confidence energy and your show okay so let's go let's go through the show because for people who've never seen it uh, tell us walk us through how you came up with it and what is it about um well it's called let's fucking date it's over now I did it for all of 2020 I quit my job in February of 2020 to be a full-time content creator was not in the dating space at all. Like at all. I was fully wanted to be in confidence and confidence coaching. Um, but the pandemic, you know, happened and I was sitting alone in my apartment, so fucking single and jobless. And I had a lot of experience doing live content. And I felt like something that, you know, would just come very naturally would be starting to go live on Instagram. And a lot of the conversations I'd have, you know, literally downing a bottle of wine in the face with my audience was that I'm really fucking single. Like, how are we going to date? I'm so confused. I'm feeling lonely. This goes against my brand of being empowered and not needing a man, right? Mm -hmm. And really, it was just kind of like, how fun would it be if on a Friday, the day, you know, the night that everyone's supposed to blow steam, but we're stuck inside, I did a show for people and I had a blind date or two. And that's really how it evolved. And we did three seasons. I sold the entire second season to sponsors for six figures. I created two card games based off of the show that you guys can take on dates or if you want to have sex or in groups of friends. But it really created this brand. And I think the main ethos of the show is you have to date yourself before you 
you go for sure. People. And that, you know, we've really been fed this, this narrative of like, once you meet your person, you will be complete. And the right. show really was, you are complete. And like, once you are complete, then you could meet a person or not. Everything's an additive. But I think it was a really great show of a really great demonstration of an empowered woman who was not going to back down and mm-hmm. make herself less in- intimidating. Like, true to herself, dating in real time where an audience was very engaged, commenting, interactive. And it was just very authentic because it was live. Like you couldn't make that shit up. You know? How did you find the guys? How did you find them? I hired a producer and it was really like fan submissions. Nice. I love this. I mean, clearly not all of our listeners are going to start at Instagram Live. You obviously have that, (laughs) you know, background. But what I do love about this, I think is very applicable to everyone is you took your dating life into your control, Mm -hmm. especially in the pandemic when people were just kind of like, you know, being down about not being able to date and meet people and, you know, frustrated by dating apps. You were just like, fuck it, we're going to do something different. And I think that's like what kind of plays into confidence too, like these bold moves. Like, are there any other bold moves that you've taken that you can kind of attribute to confidence? My entire brand. (laughs) (laughs) With dating specifically. Um, I mean, I made a TikTok of me literally last weekend leaving a guy's house going straight to Pilates at 8.30 in the morning. Recorded the whole thing. It went viral as 1.4 million views. Like, that's what I would do because I also think like that's fucking relatable. Like, people want to see that. They want to see an empowered girl leaving the guy's house in her walk of stride of pride. Yeah, stride of pride. There you go. Right. Walk of shame's the worst. Outfit from the day before, going to Pilates, having her friends meet her there. They brought her stuff with her to change into. And it's just that post-sex glow. And she's like living her life because she needs to look good, feel good, get fucked, whatever. Like that is my brand. It's just being unapologetically myself because like, I'm sorry, like we're going to die. So like, I don't give a shit. Like I don't (laughs) care. I want to live my damn life because I think we are running out of time. And when it came to that pandemic, I'm not someone to sit around and complain. Like I'm like, if you don't like something about your life, then you have the capacity to fix it or to right, try. Right. And like, I was like, I'm, you know, jobless and single. Like, how can I marry this into something, you know? And it was, it was amazing, but I also wasn't afraid to fail because I don't believe in failure. It's all about that redirection. Mm-hmm. It's always going to teach you something. So I was like, I'm just going to try this. Let's see how it goes. I did it again. It got, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's a whole company that is, you know, mm-hmm. was born out of it. But it was really ultimately because I just am always like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like right. you go on a date, like what's the worst thing that can happen? Like either you learn something about yourself, what you want in a partner, you get a free meal, free drink, free orgasm. <laughs> free, well, sometimes free. <laughs> sometimes free. Um, or, you know, or you, you write it down in your notes section and it's all for the fucking plot. And it's right. very good memoir. But like, I just don't believe in, you have to live your life. Like live, live the life. Right. Let's take a quick break from this convo with Serena to hear a few quick messages. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. 
and feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like I saw on TikTok, and I might be butchering this, there was a video that you had where you just like went up to some guy that was sitting near you oh at my a God. restaurant. Iconic. So- <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Walk um, us through that. Yeah. It was literally like there was a hot guy at a restaurant and I wrote down, I asked my followers, should I give him my number? And they were like, yes. So I did. I wrote it down and gave it to him. And then I guess like we kind of showed him a little bit like in the videos, like on stories. And then someone was like, oh my God, I know him. And then it just got sent him. It was like classic power of the internet. Like literally, it was like literally like this much, like a minuscule part of his cheek was in the video. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, 50 girls that know him and like a fucked him and like, we know everything. And he ended up texting me and it didn't go absolutely anywhere. But the whole point was like, it's for the pot, all for the pot. It's all for like, be spontaneous, be fun what's the worst thing that can happen right. she never took me out but i got a great tiktok out of it that went viral so. yeah you did <laughs> right and like what would what's the harm i feel like people are so afraid to approach in real life like what advice do you have for those people that just would never have like the balls to do that it is super fucking intimidating like it is like i think i pre i got the waitress to give it like i was even too nervous like it is intimidating i just think it's like whatever like literally whatever like if he never calls you who cares like mm-hmm. think about how many people like approach you at a bar or approach you out or ask you something at the grocery store like you never think about them like i'm just not self-conscious in that mm-hmm. like because ultimately like let's say i do something though that is a mistake or is offensive to someone or crosses the line then i apologize i take accountability and i move on but like living in fear is just like such a waste of life yeah well i think it's a fear of rejection but again you were saying if you just love yourself yeah but if you love yourself you don't it's not rejection like he just didn't like you that much maybe he was dating someone maybe like maybe he just didn't think you were that pretty that doesn't mean that you're not pretty right he doesn't like you why is he all of a sudden all of a sudden writing the narrative of who you are you write the narrative of who you are right okay so someone else's opinion of you doesn't all of a sudden like erase your identity and that that is so fucking key to understand you know because there are people that don't like me but that doesn't mean that i'm not likable right you know so i think like that's like that's why like you have to nurture you have to love yourself fully through and also believe that you will end up in a relationship if that's ultimately what you want Mm -hmm. but people are looking for relationships to validate something about themselves and that's the problem it should not be a validator it should be an additive and if people are wondering that's you because that's your personality but that's not me. For people who are thinking about that, do you think that anybody can become that if they just keep trying? I think that you were born with confidence. The problem is it it was almost like, you know, it just got kind of tainted over the years. Like it's gotten Mm. like, it's like, that's cracking and every time someone made a mean comment about you every time you saw you know a famished supermodel being praised and lauded as the most beautiful person in the world like it kept cracking and cracking and cracking what you need to do is like repaint and redesign and like Mm -hmm. I think anyone in the history of the world has the ability to be confident because how do we express love to everyone else in our life like how do we make people feel loved it's through dialogue Mm -hmm. through affirmation it's through that real exchange of like you're doing great you're amazing I love you like that is that is 
love, right? Even right. animal instincts, right? It's like, that that's how we do it. So why the fuck aren't you doing it to yourself? Because yeah. you were not, if you did it to yourself, you were being vain. So whether someone is introverted or extroverted, someone who's like, ah, that's just not my personality. You're saying well, it's, not a personality it it's not a personality trait. Approaching a guy at like a brunch in a restaurant, totally get that that's not your personality type. And like, honestly, like I get it. And like, I, I'm, I haven't done that in a while. So like that doesn't, that does, that's not what confidence is. Confidence is looking at the girl in the mirror that reflection and saying, I love you. Mm. that's what it is I love you and whenever she's feeling down I go in front of the mirror like I have videos on my phone recording sobbing being like you're being redirected fuck that guy that goes everything you'd say to your best friend so I'm sorry that's not a personality type that's like that that is just human being Mm -hmm. it's almost like a positive mindset like I feel like when you hear a positive mindset you think like it's like putting things out into the like shooting out of someone's asshole yeah exactly like putting Mm. things out into the universe or rainbow shooting out of someone's asshole I like that even better it's kind of like woo woo like unrealistic but what I'm hearing from you is it's like just having confidence that things are going to work out for you like how how can you do that in a non cheesy way? Literally, I mean, like, first of all, follow me on Instagram. And I'll show you. <laughs> there we go. Add a couple fuck words, and then suddenly it doesn't feel cheesy. But I do it because when I talk to myself, I just do it like it's my best friend. And right. so when my best friend like walks into the room and she's really upset about something, I'm not like, oh my god, like love yourself, queen. I don't say that. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like seriously, like get a grip. You are stunning. Right. That is like, it's just, Mm -hmm. just, I think that's why I I just, I never liked the affirmation thing. It didn't work for me. That's why I started SFK because that was me talking to myself. being like, you're starting to fucking care again. Like go up to that guy, kill that test, crush that final, like apply for that job. That was what that was. Right. And so I just think it's about the dialogue that has been fed to us is like positivity, love, like, mm, like, no, like, it's like, what would you say to your best friend if she was bugging out about something? That's what you say to yourself. And then, so we talked about confidence. We talked about the difference between confidence and being vain. What about being humble? Where does that play? Because I'm asking this question from a cultural standpoint, from Chinese culture, you're really taught not to talk about yourself or to boast about Mm. yourself. You're taught to be humble and to not make a splash and to stay quiet. What would you say to the word humble? How do we stay humble? I just think it's about what we were talking about before, which is like, why am I not allowed to celebrate my accomplishments and who I am in a way that I'm also helping others? Like my whole brand is really helpful helping women. So like, but why am I not allowed to be like, I, you know, have a really successful business? Like why? I really think it's ingrained in misogyny and the patriarchy. I really mm-hmm. do. I really think it's about, it's really directed at women to really make them small. That's really what I think it is. Like, I don't think that me saying like, I'm super successful for being 27 is not being humble. It's just a fact Mm -hmm. because I'm also like, I'm super successful, but I have so much more I want to learn. I want to learn from others. Mm -hmm. Like I respect people in the industry. I'm not acting like I know it all. Like I got this, like fuck all of you. That's not what that is. It's like the eagerness to learn and to better myself. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like, I think that you can always keep improving. Like it never stop. I'm so like, I love astrology therapy. Like I love reading knowledge, like talking to other women because I constantly, know that I can grow and become better version of myself but I think when it comes to like talking about your wins and and succeeding and talking about your dreams like I just feel like we've really been conditioned to to just be submissive so being humble means celebrating your wins and celebrating the things that you don't know right yeah it's all a celebration and not so much like here's my shortcomings 
Right. It's a party. I think that that's a beautiful, beautiful way. I mean, I'm just connecting the dots too, because I definitely can see that with women and misogyny, but I could see that also with immigrants too. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, UA, it's cultural. Is that, you know, this feeling of, do I fully belong here or am I seen as lesser than? But it's being like, no, I do. I show up. You know, that's maybe where some of that sh- comes from. I totally agree. My mom is an immigrant from Argentina. And I think, you know, that we're talking about this, like, yeah, like my mom has had two full careers. And she just barely talks about it. You know, she mm-hmm. barely sell like my she just got promoted and like like I barely know I knew. Like I just I read it online and I was like, what? So I think like you know, but it's like there's also that feeling of like it's just hard being an immigrant, being a woman. Like I just think like we are not the world wasn't designed for us. Mm-hmm. Like, the world was designed for a white man. So it's almost like we're so happy to have a seat at the table that right. we wouldn't mm-hmm. want to take we don't want to be too obvious because right. if not, we won't have you don't a seat. Rock the boat. Yeah. Right, right. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. That's why women are running their own companies. That's why women are like, I think a lot about like the advertising industry and like social media and influencers and how like, like, you know, advertising used to be mad men, like men were deciding who was in ads, who was in campaigns, etc. Now it's like, if I'm messaging a brand, I'm like, I love your makeup. I love your cereal, whatever. Like usually nine times out of 10, it's a woman running that brand social media account. Mm -hmm. What happens then? They say to, you know, the head of influencer marketing or advertising, you should work with this person. So all of a sudden now women are dictating representation, who's getting in front Mm -hmm. of the screen, getting these big deals. And I just think like that's so important and incredible. I think that's where there's a shift with dating too, though, because if you look at traditional dating, it was always the man picked the woman and we kind of just like waited passively. And that is happening now. But I think that's why sometimes it's so hard to like psych ourselves up. And again, you and I are speaking from a woman's perspective. I'm sure men also feel this too in different ways. But I think sometimes like when you get ghosted or you get rejected, it feels so personal because it's like out of characteristic almost in the older days that you wouldn't do that stuff. But I think it actually is a sign. Like before I met my current partner, I feel like I went through a stage where I was getting like rejected, quote unquote, left and right. But I'm like, this actually means I'm trying and I'm doing something. It ultimately, like you said, it led to the person I'm with now. And I'm like, fuck all those people. I'm so glad they didn't work out, you know? So I think some of it's just resetting ourselves as women in dating as well. That's uncomfortable a little. I think that it really comes down to this. Do you want to be the one chosen or the one who chooses yes right why would you want I I think it's like giving so much power to someone else to just be waiting passively and I think that's the shift that's happening for women and I also think it's like giving so much power like I think you know and I find myself doing this too but like we meet someone we go on a couple dates they're amazing dates and all of a sudden we built them up in their our brains is like Mm -hmm. being like the end all be all right it's about really training ourselves to be like great date but everyone's the best person themselves on a date you know Mm -hmm. chemistry is happens like, you know, and, and, and realizing like, if it doesn't work out, it just meant that it just wasn't the right, the puzzles weren't fitting together. Mm-hmm. Like it does not right. mean that you were not a good enough piece. It's just like, it wasn't the right fit. It's really, a tr- it, it's, it's hard to do, but it's, it's, it's totally doable. It just, it requires you to kind of repeat it to yourself in the mirror to your best friend. Right. 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 It's rewiring how you view it for sure. And also it's like, I'm pretty fucking awesome. Like, why is it putting someone else on a pedestal? It's like, they're missing out by not being with me. Like that's the change 
change of statement that needs to happen. There you fucking go. It's uh, well, putting the fucking in front of everything just makes it so much better. I feel like it's a it's a it's a culture of the fucking popularity contest that really screwed us over because we're trying to win people's votes when ultimately when it comes to our love life, who cares how many people are voting for you? You're the one voting for that one person that you want to be with. So I think it's just making that mind shift is really hard because it's been so ingrained in our culture that we want as many people to like us as possible. It's hard, but it's doable. I just like, again, like you, you have to be so careful about how you speak about things. Like you just said it's hard. So now it's hard. Mm. But it's not hard. You can absolutely change it, right? Like, yes, it's been super ingrained in us, but we have the ability as very intelligent, you know, self-aware women to to make that switch, yeah. to progress. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just like be very, very careful about like the way you speak about things because they become like reality. Mm-hmm. Whoever said like sticks and stones may break my words, but words like will never hurt me or whatever. Like I'm like bullshit. Like yeah. words have so much weight and, and they really, it's just something to really keep in mind, you know, when you're talking about things. I yeah. think that's such an important point because even if you're the most confident person in the world and you kind of alluded to this, you can't control if someone ghosts you. You can't control if someone doesn't like you. It doesn't mean that you're never going to face like adversity. What do you mean? It literally happens to me all the time. All the time. Like all the time. And it's like, you will always be rejected. Oh, you're always just going to get rejected. You're always going yeah. to get rejected. Someone's always not going to like you, not give you a job, not want to date you. Right. You will always be. Like that is a part of life. So it's about you having the tools to not take it personally. And if you're not, you're probably not doing anything. You're probably just sitting idle. Who has time for that? <laughs> Nobody has time, but yeah. We're going to die, so. Because we're going to die. Yes. I think that's the motto. Look in the mirror and be like, you're fucking awesome and you're going to die. So what are you doing? fucking talk. Like, get to it. Yeah. Get to it already. My goodness. What about for for the men? Because I think a lot of the men that we've spoken to also experience confidence Mm -hmm. issues. And and this is the things that we keep hearing. These are the phrases. Uh, I tend to um, idolize women so that, that when I start dating someone that I become come, you know, like, I I feel like I need to please her and I don't feel like I can live up to her. Or women are becoming so much more powerful these days and they're making just as much money, more money, and their statuses are changing. How can I up my confidence to, you know, meet them at their level? I think it's it's really complicated too, because yes, women making money and being in positions of power is the biggest change in our society, like ever. Like it wasn't Instagram, like it wasn't, you know, it's it's literally the -hmm. fact that we can make money and like we can provide for ourselves. Like that's never been a thing. Like our lives used to literally be getting married. Mm -hmm. So I think that what this does is there is a bit of a shift happening really now, like right now where it's like, you know, is paying on the first date for a woman you know, sexist? Or is it expected? Because we don't make as much money as men. So they should. I thought a lot about that time I went to that guy at brunch and I gave him my number and he didn't ever seek me out because I think that was that going against like the grain of being a man where it's like they are hunters. Like they Mm -hmm. need to, they need to be the ones, you know, chasing it in the beginning. Right. But then people are like, well, that's so sexist. You're like, aren't you a feminist? Like, I'm like, well, like it's tricky because like, we're also biologically like, you know, a certain way. Correct. And so it's, it's, it's really tough to navigate, but I just think like ultimately, I think everything just stems through 
conversation. That is the foundation of any relationship. It's like how well you're conversing with someone and like how well you're communicating with them. And like, are you having great banter? And like, do you really feel like you can just be yourself? And I was dating these two guys and one of them, every time he texts me, I like actually screenshotted it and send it to 50 people being like, what do I say next? What do I say next? Uh And it's another guy that I literally, when I say like, I just like didn't even think of it. I like texted him five times in a row, like, haha, like whatever, what are you doing? But like, didn't care. And like, who won out? Obviously the guy that I didn't just, I did not like feel any fear because ultimately I like who you're going to be with, like you have to just be like, so yourself. Mm -hmm. And if that breaks someone out, then it's just not for you. You know, like I noticed that I was like, wow, like if I'm feeling anxious or on eggshells about texting someone, then it's probably not going to be my person. Mm -hmm. Right. Who wants to date that person that you can't do that? Literally, I'm just like, why am I like overthinking this so much? But then I realized like when it was another guy, like I wasn't at all. And then we talked a little bit about why we liked each other. And I was like, it's because I literally don't have this like filter that I usually put myself through mm-hmm. in fear of ultimately scaring someone away. And I'm, I'm saying this as the queen of confidence, like, of course, like we don't know, you know, but I think that ultimately you're going to end up with someone that you can just really just, it just feels really free and easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, your brand is all about confidence and you are obviously living and breathing that, but I'm sure there are times that you've experienced setback, whether they're big or small. Can you walk us through the last time you experienced a big setback and you really had to get yourself out of it. I think it, it was semi recently where I was I went on a couple of dates with a guy and they were really great dates. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I built him up in my head so much. And then like work kind of got in the way and we hadn't seen each other and then I traveled and whatever and then it kind of like dwindled and it it fell apart and I just like was so upset. Like I was like this is never going to happen. I did the whole narrative that we all do, which is fucked. But I I give myself one day to do that narrative and then I'm like okay, literally no more like absolutely not but like I did like I was like oh my god like is this ever gonna work for me like I'm so such a public persona Mm -hmm. like is it was it the social media was it like the stopping us on our date like was it what was it like is it am I you know because everything was so quote perfect but then like I like I realized that like I didn't know this person Mm. at all and then I kind of started to kind of dig around and ultimately like realize that like this was not my guy and like I actually spent time with him later kind of as a friend vibe and I was like whoa like no. we're not like on like remotely would ever and but it was it's kind of crazy how it's like you know you really need to go on other dates like I didn't do it like I was like no no like why would I go on other dates I found someone I like like I'm just but like you have to because you really just start to like have these really high expectations mm-hmm. for that like, one person know them and obviously like when you go on a date you're gonna be your best version you're gonna right. be your yeah. you're gonna you're talking about like you know nothing about one another so it's like that was like the biggest lesson I learned from that was like you have to force yourself to go on other dates like that was like a that was a pretty tough one for me like it really rocked me like the anxiety the vulnerability of like not knowing and and ultimately like if you're crying that much and you're, you're so anxious and, and after two dates like i don't know if that's your person it shouldn't be right like, they shouldn't make oh. you feel that way like it shouldn't be confusing yes mm-hmm. and like once you find that person that isn't confusing it puts everything else in everything, perspective yeah, for sure well i felt confused and if he likes you you'll know if not you'll be right. confused Right. But like, it's not even like that he didn't like me. Like later I heard that he thought I wasn't really into him, whatever. But again, like, see, like if there was that much miscommunication and confusion about how we felt and in, from the get-go, then like it, it just wasn't it. But it was really like a big lesson in that like... <sighs> 
Like you really don't know someone after two dates. Like I'm sorry, you don't. You really don't. We yeah. always hear so people dumb. that are like so butthurt after you know meeting, like going on a couple dates, and it's like, how many hours did you really spend with this person? Like not like, none. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just attached to the future potential of that person that you oh, that's fucking made yeah. up in your head. <laughs> that person doesn't right. really yeah. exist. Yeah. Right. So I think it's really the way to really like go against that is just by dating more people because then you'll see like there's a lot of other people out there and it just like sends other energy. It just sends energy out the good energy i think right mm. or at least managing the expectation to yourself that i do not know this person and you know if it turns into more fantastic if it doesn't i had a great life before and i'll be able to pick myself up and continue that life totally agree so that. okay this is kind of a two-parter but we have you know a subset of different audience here we have people that are single that maybe aren't super happy being single right now i guess we'll start with those folks like what are some ways that you can kind of thrive and feel confident if you're maybe in a place that you don't necessarily want to be life stage wise I just like like don't know like why like why does it upset you that you're not like that you're single like what is it because ultimately like I feel like that's when when you are truly happy and dating yourself that is when you find someone but if you're so unhappy about like not being committed to someone and you can't figure it out and like that's just like anxiety and energy you're putting out into the world and you're not going to receive it yeah right me too you don't chase you attract i mean the guys that i have dated in the past year like love that i'm way too busy like i'm like i'm doing a million things i have a career i have friends like i can't see you sorry they love that and they want to date me even more because they want to date a woman who is empowered and independent and doesn't ultimately like really them so i just feel like if you're putting out the energy of like "Mm, i'm single like no one wants to date me like that is that's the narrative that you're writing Mm -hmm. if you're like i'm single i'm happy i'm living my best fucking life if someone if i meet someone great if not i'll be fine that's the narrative you're writing and that's what will ultimately like give you success totally okay so that's like a good lead into the second part what happens when you're now with someone and you don't want to lose yourself in the process like what kind of advice would you have for those folks I really think it's about maintaining your life the way it's like that you know I think it's normal in the first whatever couple months like yeah like it's that honeymoon stage and you know it's exciting you're getting to know them but I really think it's about like you know not altering the course of your schedule for them like I really think it's like you you go to the gym every day at 8 30 like why are you stopping doing that like okay maybe once but like a relationship is an additive it adds on it Mm -hmm. doesn't replace very good like my best friend she's been in a relationship for a while and like I didn't lose her and like I know a lot of people that I did feel I lost them but I didn't because she kept doing her own thing going out if he came great if not he'd meet him like maybe she'd meet him later or maybe not at all they would see each other a lot on the weekends but not really during the week Mm -hmm. really maintained control over her life and that's why I think they're really successful I think that the codependency is a that's a red flag Mm-hmm. I think not losing your life is so important. You need to make room for someone for sure. But I think like for me, I definitely have been super conscious of that, like making sure that like you don't lose friendships and stop that because like I hate situations where it's like I was living this life until I met someone. Mm. Like that means you didn't, you weren't confident in your life before that. Well, that's what the thing, the whole thing about like you complete yourself. Yes. You were born into this world alone. You're going to die alone. And ultimately <laughs> I think that we don't really like celebrate friendships the way we do relationships no. is insane because I would actually probably rather raise a child with like half of my friend yeah. group than like a brand new oh child. right That's it's like I've known you for 15 years you know so I think it's really about like I my friendships are my everything and that would never stop you know mm-hmm. if someone came into my life because they're an additive 
That sounds like a great takeaway. Should we get into some takeaways? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's been so many from this conversation. What I'm hearing is this idea of being bold comes with two questions. Why not me and why not today? So at all of these circumstances and situations we find ourselves in, cute guy sitting at the table next to us or uh, and me not liking my food that's been delivered to me at this restaurant. Why not me to tell that person or to approach that person? And why not today? Why don't I start that today? And I think that's what comes with the boldness. You can have the confidence, but the boldness is what is the action that comes out of the confidence. So I really appreciate that because I think that gives me a little like lights a little fire under my ass to to do the things that I've been meaning to do. And also celebration is so important. There was this great interview with Brene Brown and she says uh, one of the highest levels of vulnerability is celebration and joy because we're so afraid to do it. We feel like mm-hmm. if we feel joy and celebrate, we become happy that someone's going to take that away from us. Oh yeah. But I think what I'm hearing from you, Serena, is when you s- celebrate and you feel that joy, you bring others with you and you kind of just all bring that energy together. So instead of thinking thinking about being depleted, you're just going to have more abundance of it. And the very last takeaway is I got to think of an alter ego. I got to think of this. Maybe it's maybe it's Yosemite. Like when Yosemite comes out. I like it. Right. Yosemite is going to be my best friend, my biggest cheerleader on my shoulder at in any given situation. And what would Yosemite do in this moment in time? So I'm going to bring Yosemite with me. Thank you for resurrecting Miss Yosemite for me. I love it. I can't wait to meet Yosemite. (laughs) Party with Yosemite. (laughs) You might like her more than me. (laughs) I need an alter ego also. TBD on what the name will be. I I think, I mean, this is, I feel like it's a cliched line, but it's so true that like you are the main character. I think it's so important because this whole part about like, would we treat ourselves this way? And like, that's the way to positivity and to start looking at your life. It's a little morbid to be like, this could be our last day on earth, but it is a good way to look at Uh things because it's like even the mundane things of your life, or if you're not happy with your life, that gives you permission to be like, what do I need to change to make things go my way? way. Mm -hmm. I think the piece of just waiting in the passenger seat for things and some of that could be cultural or some of it could be just, you know, the way that society has told us, like, I think that is a time that we need to reimagine and take things into our own hands if things aren't the way we want them to be. So it's all action, but positive action, which I think is so important. I mean, I fully agree. Yeah, (laughs) We're just regurgitating your words. That's all. I I just think that like, like seeing your mortality as morbid is just like we're all dying we're all going to so instead of seeing it again as a negative why don't you just see it as what something to motivate you to to live your life unapologetically and as the main character i was the main character before all this main character stuff was on tiktok like that was (laughs) has been the main character right Right. i think those with social media and comparison so many times we're like this person can do this or this person and it's like right exactly and i think it's so important especially with dating to refactor that conversation of like, hey, I'm a fucking catch. This person would be lucky to be with me opposed to putting someone else on a pedestal all the time. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think it was helpful to hear, like, not that I'm obviously wishing you bad luck in dating. 
anything or anything to happen. But I think it's helpful for people to hear that even the most confident of people are going to experience a setback. That's just natural. It's but it's how you handle it, right? It's the same way. Like I don't like I love my mom. Love my mom. She's literally my best friend. But sometimes I don't like her. Like sometimes I don't like the things (laughs) she does. Right? I don't like something that she does. So it's like you can be a super confident person and love yourself. And on some days you don't like this action that you did. You don't like how you behaved in that moment, or you don't like that you like could not stop eating ice cream and junk food. Right? right? You're allowed. Those are moments that are going to occur. That doesn't all of a sudden like mean that you're not a confident. Right. 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 And that's it's like, how do point. you learn from them? And how Kindness. do you- Kindness. It's just yep. being kind. Kind to yourself. That's the ultimate yeah. takeaway. So Serena, if people want to stalk you, get to know you better, is social media <laughs> the best way to do it? Please do not come to my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Like, do not. Uh, yes. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Serena Kerrigan. And um, Let's Fucking Date. I have a, an amazing card game for dating and fucking. And you can buy it on letsfuckingdate.com. Fabulous. Amazing. And we can catch all three seasons on social media on Instagram? Yes, you can. Great. Yeah. That's awesome to know. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thanks for sharing your confident energy. I feel like you are contagious in a good way, not Mm -hmm. in a COVID way. And I I feel like I'm (laughs) feeling the confidence, that abundance of energy. I love that you're saying when you're confident, you bring other people into Mm -hmm. that confidence sphere instead of pushing other people down. So I think I'm going to live that um, on on a daily, daily motto basis. I feel like that is just so compelling to hear. For all of our listeners, what boosts our confidence confidence is more reviews in Apple Podcasts because the more five-star reviews we get, the more awesome guests we can get like Serena fucking Kerrigan here. So please, (laughs) if you have five seconds in your day, just go into Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and like a little bit of a confidence booster, just one or two lines about how awesome (laughs) we are because we know we are awesome. (laughs) As of today, we are fucking awesome, but you know, we want to hear from you too. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Stay Datable and confident. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Datable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.